0: This is New Amsterdam Radio. Hello everyone. How are you doing? It's Lobo here. We're just sitting here thinking, talking, discussing. Things are going about creatives in this world, in this new normal, in this space. And you know, I don't want to drag it down. I'm not trying to make this a pandemic show, but I can tell you one thing. If you're a creative person, uh, dealing with the fact that creative work may not be seen as essential as other forms of uh, livelihoods, professions has affected me. I hope that it affects you in a positive way, but I can't see your struggle. Of course, you can follow me over on the internet, wherever. Uh, plug myself, Earl, quick, out the top of the episode. Flopito.com is the website. If you want to support me during these times and endeavors, you can buy a T-shirt at Flopito. That and the Patreon is up now. It's going, going, it's going. It's great. It's awesome. It's it's, it's fantastic. patreoncom slash boys New content is happening all over the place. Last week's episode with James Lott was actually one of my favorites uh, because he was definitely someone that re the fire. Even after my interview with him, he was telling me how he has uh, an idea for an even uh, more unique podcast than the ones he already offers. And that guy does not stop, but I I really want to talk to you because that was jumping off point about today's topic, about niches. Now, we talked about niches before. It's always good to have a little lane, you know, someplace where, you you, know, you can drill down and become an expert in your field. Marketing to collect thought leadership, right? You don't want to market your products by saying, hey, I got things on sale. And it's kind of uh, ironic that I start out the show saying I have things on sale. But rather, you want to be able to have an opinion or a, a way of looking at it a life perspective to make people go, you know what? This person or thing or organization knows what he, she, they, it are talking about. I want to buy in, I want to support wherever I can, and that usually ends up being whatever product or service that you're offering. That's kind of the benefits of having a niche. But today, I thought we'd have a little bit more fun and talk about the holidays for a bit and really drill deep into hyper niches. You know, things are very, very specific to the point where it's maybe absurd, but it ends up working for everyone. Uh, and I feel like I can do a better job with that getting my own niche niche if, or a super niche or a hyper niche if need be. So we're working that journey with you today and, uh, yeah, stick around and we'll get right to it. Before we get into hyper niches, we've got to define what that is, right? What is a hyper niche or a super niche or a niche squared it kind of falls into itself. It's a niche of niches, if I could be so bold. And I know that's hard to describe something I use in the definition of the choice word that it is, but I'll give you an example. So in Los Angeles, which I currently reside, there are thousands of individuals that identify themselves as television hosts. And I say identify because on a lot of hands, it's a career path for a lot of people, but there's a lot of us that are, I won't say aspiring, I would say choose to walk down that path, even though that path has not borne fruit quite yet. Uh, People who host things for free, uh, people who host things in their basement, or run their own outlets and networks. Basically, it's a career, it's a craft, but it hasn't really provided a livelihood Not saying everything has to be about money, but a lot of times we think of professionals uh, as someone that earns uh, some kind of compensation, whether it is money or prestige or something in between by doing the things that they love or doing the things they're focused on. So in a town where there's so many hosts out there, anyone that is in a position of power that can help, they would say, always find a niche, find somewhere where you can stick out and where you can drill down and, and be known as the top in your field. Because frankly, because in Los Angeles, if I was looking for a host, putting in TV host Los Angeles would just give me too many results. So I would say, no, okay, I want a host that has experience with, I don't know, video games. And a true host would tell you that a host can pretty much host anything, but that doesn't matter. Uh, an example I, I tend to use a lot is with the time I worked with American Idol. When I was on American Idol, I was on a digital team. And the hundred or so contestants that meets the judges, and they get to quote-unquote go to Hollywood, they sit down and they have an interview with the producers. And they always ask them the same couple of questions. Uh, Growing up, what's your influence is? What do you look to achieve achieve on the show? Um, Why do you think you are the next American Idol? And people say, well, I like to be considered an ex-American idol because I can sing anything. And that's always the wrong answer because true singers can sing anything. Adele can sing a phone book, but when you're in the store, whether it's physical or digital, and you want to know where Adele is, she's usually categorized by her genre of music. Whether or not she decides to have a funky dip into another genre is up to her. So that's a classic niche, right? If you are a soul singer, you are a soul singer that can sing jazz standards or if you are that jazz singer you could do rock and roll that's great but you're known as a jazz singer first you know the people who do excel shows a base and then shows growth Uh, to use another example if you're having a personal trainer the personal trainer uh, the first day will try to measure your speed and try to measure your strength on day one why because they want to monitor your growth you can't show up and go i can do everything if you can do everything at a certain level, incredibly well, why do you need a trainer, (laughs) right? But it gets a little deeper than that. So imagine, if you will, that yours truly, I can say I'm a host, but my hosting is really more along the lines of uh, professional wrestling. On the Monday Night Raw and NXT unofficial after shows, powered by AfterBuzz TV quite currently, I'm a host. So you can say that professional wrestling is my niche. And of that niche, of all the hosts in the world, all the hosts in my area... The wrestling hosts are a niche, but it's still pretty large. So if I was someone that said, okay, how do I stick out amongst my own community? How do I rank highest on on this particular niche? I need something else. I need a specialty, as you will, a niche of niches. Uh, So for me, personally, it's the fact that I can look at wrestling from a character place standpoint. People talk about rankings, or people are just encyclopedias from the 60s and 70s. Some people are brash and they have hot takes. Some people focus on cruiserweights or lucha libre stars or women. But my thing is, I like to appreciate the theater of wrestling. As a film school graduate, I kind of look at story arts and all that. That's where I stick out. That is my hyper niche. Now, maybe I'm getting too into the weeds, right? You don't want to hear about professional wrestling, but I'll give you another example. It's currently in the middle of May here, and I came across a song, uh, which was Joy to the World, sang by Elizabeth Chan. Well, if you don't know who Elizabeth Chan is, she's almost famous or infamous, depending on you look at it, as being a fantastic singer with a little bit of a jazz tone to her voice, but she focuses on exclusively, or practically exclusively, Christmas songs. Now, it's May, right? What business do I have stumbling across Christmas songs? But once I did, and I looked through uh, Elizabeth Chan's catalog, I go, oh my gosh, this... This stuff is so valuable. This is not someone who can sing pop songs and decides to have a Christmas album. This is the whole model spun on its head. <laughs> if I'm looking for a Christmas party, I'm going to start with Elizabeth Chan first. And sure enough, I follow her on Instagram and, and I save some of the albums on Spotify because frankly, we don't buy albums anymore. We just, you know, pay for streams or so we stream and they get tens on the dollar. <laughs> and I thought to myself, and that was really the inspiration for today's episode, here's somebody who was talented and probably would have been lost in the shuffle if she came out and said, I can sing anything, but having a mixture of old and new and traditional and modern songs, English and Chinese, but it's kind of under the umbrella of Christmas, I'm thinking about what's a really good Christmas artist and, and people are tired of Mariah Carey. Where would I go? Hey, for a modern touch, Elizabeth Chan's where it's at. <laughs> now, I'm not being paid to say this, but I thought it was pretty interesting. And if I'm sitting here looking for, uh, I don't know, someone who's a really good uh, user of watercolors in 2020 or somebody can can design my new line of hot sauce bottles. Uh, I mean that theoretically because I wouldn't endorse a bottle of hot sauce if you paid me. <laughs> it's good to find people that have that in their portfolio because as an artist... You may know you can stretch your abilities, but the client, the end user, can't. It's their money, and it's their choice to choose you. So you got to lay it out for them, Uh, things you can and can't do. And you may take some time to find your niche and your hyper niche or your niche of niches, Uh, but I do think ultimately it provides utmost value for you and your brand. So tell me, what niche are you thinking about for your endeavor? What hyper niche is are you thinking about as well? And it's okay not to have the answer today or even next week or even next year. And it's also great to make sure you give yourself some opening to shift those if you want to go into multiple ones as well. You're a dynamic person, you make dynamic work, and your work should reflect that as well. That's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Check out this episode, all the other episodes, wherever you're streaming this one. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spreaker, YouTube. It's A lot of the shows are on YouTube as well. I try to do these shows weekly or on around Thursdays every week. But if you want to know more, if you want to hear more content, there is a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Global Currently... When I have a guest on the show, a very condensed episode of the interview gets put on the show itself. But if you just want to hear more, the unabridged interviews are available at the Patreon. So, patreon.com slash global voice. Sign up, be a member of the community, support a creative, a fellow creative during these times, and I will thank you personally. Especially at the VIP level, you get a personalized video from me and a handwritten note. So, if you've got time and a couple dollars to spare, and you want to hear premium content from the New Amsterdam Family Products, please check that out. I'll be back here next week You know, with more fun, more outlook, more perceptions for those of us who are working on their crafts. If you have an idea that's creative, you are a citizen here and you have the key to the city. So until next time, good luck. Hey there, citizens, Flobo here. You know, besides being a DJ or MC and all our nice guy, I am a stand-up comedian first and foremost. In fact, my album, American For Now, is available wherever you get your music. We're talking Apple Music, we're talking iTunes, we're talking Spotify. American For Now is just a crazy take about one person's first-generation experience being in this country when it comes to taking your mom out to Memphis or serving jury duty and much, much more. The album was called American For Now, and it's by me, Flobo Boys. Comedy unfiltered.